On The Go podcast is brought to you by The Sanctuary. For more information, please visit www.thesanctuarychurch.com. Hey, today we're going to be talking about church anywhere but here. Uh, We're going to be talking about the church. Uh, And I realize that even when I say those two words, immediately we begin, something comes into our mind and we imagine the church. We we have something in our mind when you think about church. Just just saying that, the church, you go, there's something that comes to mind. And many of us will think of the church and we start to use adjectives. We use adjectives, words that bring description or attributes, right? And some people will think of the church in terms of nouns. They go, oh, you know, it's, identify church with people and places and things, right? And some of us will think of the church and we go immediately to verbs. Things that are, have been done or are being done by this group of people. We go, oh, yeah, right? And here's the wild part, we would all be right. I have used that word, church, as an adjective, as a noun, and as a verb. And, and I realize that church is, it, it becomes more and more difficult for us to, I will call it identify, because it means so many things to so many people. Just that word alone. And the Bible doesn't help much. Because it, it starts and it says, well, these are the followers of Jesus, right? It calls us followers. And then he says, and these are the disciples of Jesus. And these are the believers in Jesus. And then eventually it calls them the Christians, right? And then I added, let us be apprentices. It's like, what do you call the people who love Jesus, you know? And so there's all these meanings that are tied up in all this. Well, today I want to share with you the motive behind church anywhere but here. Now, for some of you, I realize, some of you have experienced this, and, but for others, it may be completely new, like church any, what, what? Church anywhere but where? It, it, church anywhere but here, and it is exactly what it sounds like. Church anywhere but here. So in a couple of weeks, on August 7th, we're going to close the doors, close the gate, and we're going to go celebrate the church. I'm going to get into the details of how and why we do that. It is really about experiencing the beauty and the diversity of, watch this, <laughs> again, I told you this was diverse, right? Uh, it's just such a nuanced conversation. The body of Christ, the bride of Christ, I, I call it the lowercase c church, right? It's just got so many different pieces that we try to describe this. And, but this morning when I talk about diversity, I want you to understand, when I'm talking about diversity this morning, I, I'm talking about worship styles, I'm talking about sizes of congregations. I'm talking about the programs in those congregations, the demographics, the denominations, all the stuff that makes the church so beautifully unique. I think think the church is beautiful. If you stop to really look at them, her, it, right? It's like, what is the church? All of these things that I'm mentioning right now are only good as adjectives that describe, but they are not good as nouns that define. And, and I want to touch on that for a little bit this morning. It's okay to describe the church. It's hard to define the church. And oftentimes we use these describers as definers. 
And I want to I want to try and stop doing that this morning. We are not Lutherans. We are not Catholics. We are not Methodists, right? As adjectives, those those are describing Christianity, but they don't define Christianity. See, we are not Baptists. We are not Presbyterians. We are not even foursquare. Those are all styles. Those are traditions. But it would be more accurate for me to say, I am a Christian, and I practice it charismatically. That my practices are charismatic, but I'm a Christian. See, and oftentimes, I'm a Baptist. I'm Presbyterian. No, you're a Christian. No, no I, I go to the sanctuary. That doesn't matter. I'm a Christian, and this is the way I practice that Christianity. See, our culture, here's the thing, and this is why we do this, because our culture starts with diversity and makes unity the objective. Let me tell you again. Our culture starts with diversity and makes unity the objective. And that is, quite honestly, it's the logic of democracy. That's why we do what we do in this country. It's, it's different groups coming together and staying together as long as there is some sort of interest that overlaps. Just look at the cold, uncivil war that is happening in our country today to see how that's working. Political unrest because, well, now we have all these differences. Now we can't be one. Well, see, here's the beauty about the Bible. It's a beauty about Christianity. Is that Christianity, watch this, starts with unity and then celebrates the diversity found in that unity. I'm okay with people being different. Well, at least we need to be okay with people being different. God made us all different. And he gives us different gifts. We found out about a couple weeks ago. Gives us different gifts. There's different things that happen in different people. And they bring different things to the table. It's very much so what Scott was talking, Pastor Scott was talking about earlier. That puzzle. Not every piece is the same. That's the problem with the puzzle. Is that, well, this piece, it doesn't fit anywhere but right here. It doesn't look like any other piece. It can have some blue on it, but it's not the same kind of blue that's on the piece that's right next to it. Except when you get into those crazy puzzles that are all just blue. And you're like, why people do those, I don't know. But anyway, here's, here's the thing. Church, church any over here is not about ignoring our differences, but acknowledging and, and watch, choosing to celebrate them. I'm, I'm going to choose to celebrate the differences in the body of Christ. When the church begins to compete with one another... When I'm in competition with that church and they're in competition with me and, and we start to look at each other and then we, even worse, here's, here's what I think is really, quite honestly, it just pains me when, when congregations begin to reject one another because of their differences. I go, oh, this is no good. That is no good. It reminds me of this comic. I read it several years ago. I, I just fell in love with it immediately, right? The teacher of the classes. So this is where our movement came along and finally got the Bible right. Boy, Jesus is so lucky to have us. See, this is all correct. It's just different aspects, different facets of the body of Christ. It's okay. I've been in the conversations with people going, there are too many denominations. It's okay. I, I, listen, I get when we're, when we're dividing over petty stuff. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna stick to the essentials. 
Jesus, born from a virgin, died on the cross for my sins, is coming again to bring me back to eternal life. We, I ain't messing around with those things. There's a few others, but there's three basics. I ain't going to mess around with that kind of stuff. But you know what? Hey, you congregation, you want your ladies to wear head coverings? Cool by you. And when, I, when I'm there, I'll make sure my bride is wearing a head covering. If that's what we got to do to hang out with you, I'm okay with that. So watch this. I pray in tongues. But this congregation doesn't, and so I won't when I'm with them. That's okay. I, I really don't care. That's the way you celebrate Jesus. I came to celebrate Jesus with you. Open your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, please. Come with me. Get your phones. Get your tablets. Whatever you got. Open up to Ephesians, please. Church anywhere but here is a reminder that we are one. Okay? So Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. The, the basis of our unity is found in Paul's focus right here throughout this letter to the church that is gathered in Ephesus. And when I think of Ephesians, in fact, I wrote it right here. It's, I, I don't know if you guys do this. I write in my Bible. But Ephesians. It's church E, encouragement for E, everyone, right? Ephesians, that's how I remember. Ephesians, when I need to be encouraged about the church, and beloved, I need to be encouraged about the church a lot. As a practitioner in the church, watching the knucklehead ways that I do things and the way the body of Christ acts to each other, I go, oh, I just need to be encouraged. I go to Ephesians for that encouragement. So here's Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to pull it up here. Chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. And I'm going to have you read part of this scripture with me, okay? So I think I've outlined fairly easy enough for you to read with me. Okay, so here it is. Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 4 through verse 6. For there is woo, one body and spirit, just as you have been called to glorious hope for the future. There is Lord, faith, baptism, God and Father. Are you guys catching the emphasis of these verses in Ephesians? He is over all, in all, living through all. We are one. In these next couple of weeks, here's what's happening. We are celebrating our oneness, our oneness. Next week, we're calling it Next Gen Takeover. And so uh, our kids, our, our teens all just got back from camp. And so through the teaching, through baptisms, through worship, our next gen is going to take over the service. And we're going to celebrate our unity as this family comes together. But then the following week, we're going to celebrate Church Anywhere here. On August 7th, as I said, we're going to go out and we're going to make the boundaries the boundaries between Christians and between congregations, we're going to make them more porous. We're going to allow the movement to happen naturally, the way it's supposed to happen. I'm not about bouncing around what they call church hopping, right? That, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying I, I want to appreciate the body of Christ. I want to, I want to do this in, on the 7th because I want to encourage movement between our extended family. This is our family. This is, this, is, this is just kind of my immediate family. But my extended family's out there. And they've met in movie theaters, in schools, in auditoriums. They meet all over the place. And it's fantastic. 
I, it drives my bride crazy sometimes. We'll be on vacation, and I'll go, where can we go to church? She's like, just one, give me a weekend off. Right? And I realize, because this, this is where I go on Sunday morning. Right? This, this is what I do. I show up, right? But I, I, want, I want to tell you that if in case it is misconceived in your mind why we're doing church anywhere but here, I did not wake up and go, you know what? I need a Sunday off. I want to sleep in. Let's go to the beach. Now watch this. Now, please hear me. For me, that's not an option. This is, what, this is what I do. This is what I've been called to do. I realize that I've had the conversations with people. Hey, I miss you. We just wanted to go to the beach. Oh, man, I wish. Because this is what I do. And, and it's passion. It's a passion for me. But that's not what Church Anywhere But Here is. Please, 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 I'm begging you. I'll get on my knees if I need to. Please don't look at this as a free day. Oh, cool, no church on the 7th. No, that, that's not what this is. Please, I, I want you to hear that this is not just a, a day where you can go, oh, great, we don't have to go to church. I, I want to go to church. If you're taking notes, I've got these four fill-ins for you. Here, here's what's going on. Church anywhere but here. Here's the first one for you. It's an opportunity for us to see our oneness. I want us to see how much we have in common with the church down the street. The, watch this. The four churches you passed on the way to getting here this morning. Too few? How about the eight churches you passed on the way getting here this morning? All except the Maddoxes. They just kind of walked across the street, and there it was. A couple friendly valiers walking in, right? But, but my point is, yeah, and there's even one right there. There's a church right over the fence. My point is this, I want us to see, there's an opportunity for see the oneness, the different traditions, listen to me now, that complement one another. Have you ever met that couple? You, you're having a conversation, this married couple, you're having a conversation with them, and then you walk away and go, they complement each other. They're, they're different enough that when you see that one and you see that one, that's what brought them together. They, they make the whole better. That's what I want us to see on Church Anywhere But Here. Church Anywhere But Here, second piece for you. It's our opportunity to present our oneness. I, I, want, I want the body of Christ. I want the bride, the church in Santa Clarita. She is wonderful, but I, I, want, a ga- I want our gathering. I want our singing I want our giving, I want our listening, I want our donuts and coffee. I, I, I want to present something that says, we're with you. I am with you. We are together in this. Here, here's the third one. Church anywhere here is an opportunity to share our oneness. I can't tell you how many times it happens. People go to church over here and they're like, oh, welcome, this is your first time? Yeah. Oh, great, great to have you here. And that's the end of the conversation. But oftentimes people say, oh, how did you hear about us? How did you get? Well, this is, this is the opportunity to tell other people, our church is celebrating the church today. I, I promise, and here's what happens. I'm the guy who gets the calls from the pastors. Hey, you did this thing this last week. What was going on there? Like I had a bunch of people in the church. I had two pastors call me one time. A pastor called me and says, hey, what happened this last weekend? We ran out of bulletins. I was like, como say, huh? Right? I was like, 
Like, really? How many families showed up? He goes, we had like 10 extra families. I'm like, brother, if you ran out of 10 bulletins, if that's all the extra bulletins you made, I hope you learned a lesson, right? Another church called said, we ran out of snack in our children's ministries. You got to let us know when that happens. I'm like, man, listen, if that's all the snacks you brought for your kids, I want to be ready all the time. I want to be ready for the body of Christ to have a surge like that. I want to be ready. And I I can think of one time, maybe a couple times where it's happened, where the body of Christ saw a surge that I don't know that we were specifically ready for, but it happened, and and we happened to be ready. 9-11. Everybody came to the church and said, do you guys have answers? We have no answers. And right here, we said, the love of God changes everything. The love of God is what we need. Hate only breeds more hate. Let, let's not go down that lane. But we got to be ready. And so here's what I want to do. I want to share our oneness. So if somebody asks, oh, hi, welcome to XYZ Church. Welcome to ABC Church. Yeah, our church is, go, go right there. Our church is celebrating the church today. Wait, what? Yeah, we do this thing called, get ready, here's the name, really creative, church anywhere but here. Right? What what is that? Well, our pastor, he's kind of crazy, he closes the church down and tells us to go somewhere else. That's exactly, I'm telling you, I have had so many great conversations about this issue. Because I want you to hear. Please hear me as a shepherd. You are not mine. You are his. I'm an under-shepherd. You just happen to gather here. I want to love you as long as you're here. But you belong to him. And watch this. And I have this happen every year at church anywhere but here. Every year this happens. Someone goes somewhere and they come back and go, I think we're going to go to that church from now on. I said, bless you as you go. Because the Bible says this. Sheep, and I'm taking it out of context, but you'll understand the connection. Sheep know the shepherd's voice. I've been in congregations. I've sat and gone, I have no idea what this guy's talking about. I mean, the words are coming out of his face. I can hear that, but it's like making no connection to this guy here. If I was to choose a church, this wouldn't be where I would go. He's he's just not talking to me. I'm not not getting something out of it. And and that's okay. That's not a bad thing. But, But I'm telling you, every year, every year, I am blessed Listen to me. I am blessed when people go, I, I think we're going to start going to that church. Okay, awesome. That means something happened inside because Jesus is in all of you. And go, it felt right. I, I, I felt a specific thing that said that was probably going to be our home. I'm like, awesome. Here, here's the last piece. Church on but here is an opportunity to focus on what unites us. Beloved, please hear me. Please, please hear me. The world is watching us. The world, with their arms folded, is judging us. Looking at us, and they're asking, demanding proof. Show me. Go ahead. Show me what you're all about. Show me what you're for. And you've and you heard me say this before. The world knows everything we're against. All the things we don't want. But the world wants to know, what are you for? So, 
we have church here over here. And, and I think when we get this, this, this one, 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 when we get this, and I, and I mean truly get it, I believe that we will be closer to living out the fullness and the purpose of the church, of why Jesus has left us here this long and hasn't come back. There must be work for us to still do. But I believe it starts with Ephesians 4, our oneness. Church in orbit here is kind of like the Olympics. If you see it like this, it's the Olympics... But it's really bobsledding, right? Volleyball, water polo, track and field. It's all these things. And it's church on the way, right? Real life, right? Cross point, right? The vineyard, the Methodist, the Presbyterian, the Catholic. In your app this morning, I put a link to a whole bunch of congregations a bunch of them, at the bottom of the app this morning. Go in there, and today, choose today. Where am I going to go? I had a friend, Jonathan Hopkinson, came to me, and he was trying to, tell, trying to describe his kids about going to church anywhere here. He's got these kids, he's like, We're, pastor's got this church anywhere here thing going on. And they're like, what's that? He said, well, it's kind of like 31 flavors. I was like, oh, I like this a lot. That congregation's kind of nutty, Right? That's, that's us. That congregation, oh, look at that one's creamy. That, all the different, it's, there's beautiful flavors. Let's celebrate. In fact, listen, may I, may I just encourage you, go out for ice cream after church and over here. Just to celebrate. Go get your favorite flavor with whatever. Because very rarely will two people come in and go, uh, vanilla. And the second person, oh, me too. There, there may be some of you go, my favorite's vanilla. Yeah, but if you go with someone else, I, it's Probably pretty rare the other person's gonna say vanilla too. The, the point is, there's something to celebrate. This church, anywhere but here. Again, the world is looking for proof. And instead of rolling our eyes at our differences, rolling our eyes going, oh, that's kind of a, I went to that kind of, they're weird. And I, I have. I mean, I, I've celebrated church anywhere but here. I've gone into congregations like, I don't think I could go here. I was, and I, I consider myself a holy roller. These guys were, whoo, right? And, and, and there were other times I'm like, what's that about? What are they doing? Oh, man, you ever been to a, a, an Orthodox church? Whoo, man. I mean, they got these pictures and these other things, and they do everything in threes, and they, oh, you know, I, born and raised a Catholic, okay? You, it's done, right? Woo, right? Oh, Orthodox, they go like this, boom, boom, boom. They got to touch the ground. I'm like, what was that all about? And, and I have these questions like, ooh, what's that? And I, and like, but I don't go, stupidest thing I ever heard. I just go, what? I want to understand that. Here's why. That's part of my family. Church anywhere here is a family reunion. Church anywhere over here is a family reunion to see some cousins you haven't even met yet. Cousins you haven't seen in a while. Open your Bibles. Turn back over here to John. Because the life-changing power of Jesus is what we're going to focus on. The one thing that unites us all. We are one. But you know what? 
that power, that the power of Jesus, that's the stuff that could change the world. John chapter 13, look at this in verse 35. Jesus talking. He says this, your love for, your love for one another is what's going to prove to the world you're my disciples. Our love for one another is the proof. That's where it's at. That's what the world wants to know. But the world sits back again. This is not a judgment. I'm just letting you know. I know the world sitting back going. An unbelieving world finds us unbelievable. With all the bickering, all the backbiting, all the gossip. Did you hear about the other church? That, that church. They go, Here's my question in regards to church anywhere but here. When was the last time you did something for the first time? When was the last time you did, the last time you did something for the first time? My bride, several years ago, she read an article about some nuns in France, right? And she reads this article, and there, there, there's these, this, uh, not monastery, nunnery, uh, and it's in France. But all the nuns in this, in, in this place, they're all over age 100, they're all over 100. And so they're like, what's going on with this? We've got to go. So they go to study these nuns. And here's what the nun said. We are always reading. That's something America has gotten out of. We like blogs. We like podcasts. We stopped reading a long time ago. It's hurting us. Trust me, you've seen it as you drive on the road. Um, pe- people aren't reading anymore. We just stopped reading books. We stopped taking in. What took some of our ancestors 50, 60, 70 years to figure out in the Bible because they're just reading the same verses over and over and over and going, I want to get it. What we call the church fathers, 50 years looking at the same verses, we go, well, is there a TED Talk we can listen to? Because I know they're just like limited to like 12 minutes and that would be so much better. Can you just give it to me right now? Can you, I, don't, I don't have time to read. Just tell me what it's about. and I'll. No, listen, I'll, I'll tell you what. Christianity is not a one and done. Christianity is an everyday, all day, air day thing. We got, I got to be into it. I got, I got, it's study. If you, are not, if you are not about studying, then Christianity is probably not for you. Because I go, what the heck is happening there? Because it all started in a culture that ain't this culture. Christianity took place in a totally different time, a totally different world. The dusty roads of Palestine, Jesus is walking around, touching people's lives, leprosy, all kinds of crazy stuff is going on in the Bible. And don't even get me started on the Old Testament. But this is where we come from, and you've got to go, why are they doing that? And if you're not a curious person, Christianity probably isn't your thing. Uh, just, just Come on, just tell me what I need to know today. I want to encourage us to do something for the first time. After my wife read that article, she took a year, and every month she did something for the first time. She just said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do this. So she went and did pottery. Uh, oh, she went and raced uh, those MB2 race cars. And, uh, she went and got those electric scooters down in Hollywood or something. I mean, she was like, she was doing all these crazy things. Like, oh, what, what? she comes to me once, one week, she goes, I want to mow the grass. I'm like, what? I'm going to mow the grass. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. 
Because this is my job, right? You guys know. I'm, I'm like the greens guy, right? And so I'm like, oh, man. And she's like, oh. and, she, and I'm like, and she, she, it was all wonky. They, Got to have the lines. I got to do like that. Okay. And, and so, but she mowed the grass. And me, I'm filming it. <laughs> it was not a very steady cam. I'm just laughing. And she's just trying, trying to get around the tree. Like, how do you move it? How do you get the mower to go? I'm like, you just got to grab it and go, girl. I want us to go somewhere unfamiliar. August 7th, I don't want you to go back to the congregation you came from. I don't want you to go to a congregation you've been to. I want you to go somewhere unfamiliar. And I realize that makes you very uncomfortable. So here's my encouragement. Don't go alone. Find somebody to go with. Hey, you want to go try out that church? I've never been there. You want to go, you want to, go to that church with me? Find somebody to go with. Don't go by yourself. And you know what? Go somewhere. This is really hard. Go somewhere where you're going to be uncomfortable. Go somewhere where you're going to be uncomfortable. Here's why. Because it allows us to feel what it feels like to be a visitor. There are people who are here every single week for the first time. And they walk in and go, ah. And we see their eyes darting across and go, visitor person, move. No, listen, the whole thing is, you're going to feel what it feels like to walk in and go, is there a drinking fountain? There are people in this room who don't know we have a drinking fountain. Two of them, three of them, right? No, there's drinking fountains. Where are they? Beloved, church anywhere but here, helps us to understand what other people are feeling like. And that's what the Bible is calling us to. The Bible is calling us to walk with other people where they're at. And I get comfortable. I look forward to church anywhere but here because I get to go somewhere else. I get to go see what it is. Because again, forgive me, this is not a judgment thing. It's just this is where I'm at. So this is what I know. But I get a chance to go somewhere else. I'm like, oh, oh. I, I, I try and get in a Saturday night service, and if I can, I try and get two Sunday services because I'm like, I want to go see that church. I want to see that church. I just want to experience. I want to meet the rest of my family. The last point, and this is foundational, and I want you to take a look at this. Everybody who celebrates communion with Jesus is celebrating communion with everyone who celebrates communion with Jesus. You catch it? You may need to just take your phone and go, I'm going to have to look at that later because I don't know, right? Listen, when I celebrate communion with Jesus here, I'm celebrating communion with Jesus with everybody who's having communion with Jesus anywhere else, everywhere else in the world. In Africa, in Russia. Oh, there's no Christians in Russia. Yes! But they invaded Ukraine. Yes! Beloved, listen to me. When I, when I have communion with Jesus, I'm celebrating communion with Jesus with everybody who celebrates communion with Jesus. This is the oneness that I'm talking about. This is what makes us one. That's what the Bible says. This makes us one. 